0: All right, folks, this is going to be a special, very special uh, part due because it's just me. And I'm going to give you the reason why it's just me here in a second. But I just want to first start out by saying I really appreciate each of you being at Emory Land. It means a lot to me. Um, and you have helped our band do more and last longer than I ever thought it would. And it's because you've been fans, not just since Emory Land, you've been fans since the beginning of Emory. And so it really does mean a lot. I don't say it enough. I'm not thankful enough. And so I just... I don't know. I just wanted to say thank you, and I appreciate it. Um, now, um, here's the news. It sounds like I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm not. I've got nothing else. i got nothing else. No, the reason I'm doing a, an episode by myself is, in fact, because, uh, let me turn down this. It's probably a little loud. I can't even hear myself, but, oh, wait. I think I can hear myself if I do this. Let's see here. Hit the I. Hello, hello, hello. That's <laughs> good started. Um, is because I've been doing this damn fasting and I am exhausted and Devin can't start till eight thirty PM. So I thought I'm going to hop on here and do about 45 minutes, get this part due done because I have some stuff I want to talk about. This will be kind of cool. Cause it's just me. You don't need those other fools. And, um, I just wanted to, you know, get here and do it and not die from not eating. Today was the hardest day of fasting so far. I woke up very hungry and I'm telling you, my stomach growled so badly today, just so badly. And I got some bad news today. Um, And I just was like, well, shoot, well, I got good news and bad news. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you all. I don't know if I'll tell the whole, uh, uh, maybe I will, you know, I'm pretty open book. Here's the good news. Well, let's see. What do you want the bad news first? Bad or good news? People usually want the bad news first and then it lightens the mood when you have the good news. So the good news is I am trying to finish up my taxes for 2022. I got an extension and October 15th is the date that you have to have your taxes in. Um, so, uh, with that being said, um i had to find out you know get all the text paperwork together and everything and one of the things i had to get together was my student loans which i owe a, a piece in the mail and uh, there were some issues with it when we first started at emory my loan accident it went accidentally went into default because we were going on tour i sent in my paperwork but the paperwork didn't get to them or something and or they needed something else and it got sent to the house this was before i had cell phones or access to emails and all that stuff and so um i missed it and they ended up adding like $10,000 to my student loans just because it went in default for like a month or something uh, literally like maybe it was two months they didn't tell me um, so I went to get my paperwork for my student loans to see if that helped taxes with taxes or anything and it's gone I guess that I've been out of school long enough that my student loan balance was discharged or it said discharged or written off so apparently I don't have to pay my student loans which I know a lot of people are paying them and I'm really sorry about that I have been paying them for, you know, as much as I can, uh, for 20 something years. And so, uh, yeah, so I probably paid as much as you, but, uh, still was nowhere near getting it paid off. So that was like a huge relief. I was like, Whoa, this is so awesome. Um, at the same time we get our taxes done and the tax lady says, Oh yeah, by the way, you owe like $20,000. So as soon as I heard some good news, um, uh, I'm right back into the bad news and owe a bunch and immediately, <laughs> at least the student loan thousands of dollars I owed, you know, I was going to just pay it off slowly. And, but this is me, immediately, so I think I can do some kind of repayment plan or something, I'm going to probably be paying several hundred dollars a month for the next six years or something like that, I hope hope that works out, I hope I don't have to just take out a loan and pay it immediately, that would be really shitty Um, and I don't know if there's any tax forgiveness, I don't know if anybody knows anything about taxes out there, hit me up, because it sure would be nice to know, because right now I have a very large bill and uh, yeah, so one of the things I know, you probably heard that I got divorced, Um, my ex and I decided to wait uh, until we, we are still filing together for this year and that way we both got to because um, we were married for 2022 um, most of it that um, it ends up working out in both of our favor to file together I thought it would now I don't know but um, so with all of that um, she'll pay her half I'll pay my half we'll going kind to of go from there um, I don't know if this is interesting you guys or not so it, it's crazy because I think the and really i mean you guys didn't know no one really knew but i mean it was early in 2022 when i found out like my wife should be with me. and and from that point it was kind of like we were divorced but just not legally and then i was trying to fix it but i thought there was hope but there wasn't and y'all know most of this gosh this feels like a sad one um so the good news is my student loan, did I did do the student loans first yeah i guess i did i did the good news first shit i was hoping i had some good news uh i'll have some better news and i sound tired just because this can eat me Who's starving? My body's eating. So I'm losing weight. I've only fasted five days. Isn't that crazy? Like every other day since we started. It's, it's only five days. I only had 10 more left. Or maybe I have 15. I don't know what is left till the end of the month. But um, so I'm just, so I sound like I'm weak and exhausted. I am. But it's just from not eating. And I didn't even exercise today. And I was supposed to go on a walk and I didn't. <sighs> maybe it would kill me if I went. Um So anyway, so I got the taxes and all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, so, and then the divorce. I, was, I wrote a list of stuff to talk about. I hadn't talked about my divorce in a while. Uh, things are good. My ex and I are on good terms and we like spent uh, my son's birthday was this past weekend. We had a birthday party. She came over. We hung out and talked and it was nice and I think we are working on a friendship. I don't think we would ever fall in love with each other again. I think that was the thing and I really, really will say this is when I feel like I want to get back into doing bad Christian. From my own life with my divorce from Joey and my divorce from my wife, Um, I realized that the church really screwed me up more than I thought. Like, I think I moved into getting married way too soon because I thought, well, that's what you're supposed to do. And I didn't want to have sex outside of marriage. And I wanted to honor her and honor God. And I thought that it would be wrong if we didn't get married. And of course, we wouldn't live together. And I didn't want to, you know, I just thought, oh, we get married? And and it was good. And we are friends. We do like each other. But the romance and, and certain connections just maybe were never there. And I just thought they were. And that was unfair to her and unfair to me. That wasn't even us being bad to each other. It's just some of the connections personality wise and life wise, um, ended up making me feel really lonely. And I think it made her feel lonely too, just cause we couldn't connect in a way that, you know, worked, even though we made it work. because we're both pretty good people. So, um, so going back to talking about bad Christian, I think sometimes I feel like starting to back up because I want people to know, man, religion really screws you up. And I think a lot of people are buying into new religions now, you know, whatever it is, the religion of self or identity or politics or whatever it may be. Um, there's a, there's a lot of religions out there that people are preaching and I'm like whoa it's giving me serious church vibes like see, there's a lot of pastors and preachers out there that aren't Christians now that are really preaching and pastoring and proselytizing I'm like whoa this is scary and not that it's all bad christianity isn't bad you know all the things i just listed aren't bad they're good but when somebody gets a platform and they start telling you how you should live your life and what you should do and say and be like and don't do and where you should uh, how you should live where you should give your money who you should support that's when i'm starting to get really nervous and so Matt and I have talked about it before, like a reiteration of Bad Christian. We'll be starting back up with a new vision of more like religion in general. And what does that mean? What does it look like that these new religions and cultish behavior is popping up? But anyway, I'm jumping all over the place. But the, uh, so just an update on me, I'm doing pretty good. My ex and I are pretty good. I've been dating my girlfriend now for quite a while and I really love her and she's great and it's so much different than my marriage. And that's nothing against my ex. And I hope she, my, my ex is dating too. And, um, had a boyfriend for a while. Uh, he's nothing like me. And so I think that's a good thing. I think we needed something different in our lives. And I used to would say, man, like when I was little, I thought you get divorced, you go to hell. I mean, that's what I was taught. Like you don't get divorced, you get kicked out of church and all this stuff. And I know it's still looked down upon it. And, it. and for good reason, in some levels, like I, I hate it. I got divorced for my kids. I mean, that's the number one thing. Like I love my kids so much, I wanted them to have two parents forever. And, and once they're out of the house, I want them to come to one house and have Christmas and Thanksgiving and all this stuff. And now that's not going to happen. But at the same time, my kids say, you know, they feel like in lots of ways uh, my ex and I are happier and they can tell it. And that makes me feel kind of good, but even though they have to, you know, change houses and go between parents. That stuff just breaks my heart still. But um, they're doing good, actually, doing great in school. Uh, my daughter's great across country. Life is going pretty good in that uh, aspect, even though I owe a shitload of money in taxes. Uh, that just pops up. Um, <laughs> it's going to pop up for a while. <laughs> It's just that memory of, oh, yeah, i gotta, I got to pay the government some fucking money. Uh, but y'all do it, too. I know everybody has to pay taxes. And I've noticed a lot of people. One of the things I was thinking about today is just, i just noticed so many people kind of hurt. They're, like, living, like, really paycheck to paycheck. And people are saying, hey, I could use some help or I need some assistance. I got laid off from my job. And I'm worried there's more layoffs. And what, What's that look like? And what's that look like for Emory? Like, entertainment is one of the first things people cut back on when times are tough. So are people going to keep showing up to concerts? Is the money going to be there for everybody? I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And you can't totally worry about it because we live in a day and age now where you what good is it to worry you don't know what it's going to be like in a year from now much less a month from now much less a day from now like i feel like anything can happen tomorrow could be aliens and uh you know supreme lord donald trump takes over the world somehow or so i don't know anything could happen i mean there's wars and scariness and sickness everywhere and so the best thing you do is honestly live live like you were dying tim McGraw, and uh treat every day like it could be your last And, and that's what i've been kind of trying to do a little bit now i'm not doing good at it because you know I do worry, and I wake up in the mornings or in the middle of the night, and it's on my mind, stuff like that. But um, finances and life and what I'm doing with my life, should I be a 47-year-old emo singer? Like this week, one of the big things, this is how stupid my life was. This week, one of the big things is we got an offer to go play Australia in January, and we really wanted to take it, like really wanted to. The problem was the money they were going to pay us, we would basically lose money to go. Like we wouldn't make any money. We'd have to hope that we sold some T-shirts there just even maybe break even or maybe make a hair bit of money, which didn't look like we were going to. In fact, we might, like I said, end up paying. That wasn't going to be good. And that was going to, I wanted to go back. It was going to be a really fun tour. Um, I don't want to say who it was with. You'll find out soon. But good friends of ours and bands, we would love to hang out with them. It would have been so good, but the money just wasn't there. And I was like, crap. I am turning down a trip to Australia, a two-week trip to Australia that I didn't really pay for i might even get paid if things went well with merch um but at the very least maybe the trip cost me several hundred dollars or a thousand dollars um i don't think it would even cost that much so say i say the trip is just break even i mean you would, would you want to take a trip to australia if you didn't have to pay for it like but i had turned that down because i because we just couldn't make any money and so we had to plan another trip we had to plan another tour um and i'm just i don't know if i was supposed to say all this stuff but that's kind of where we're at and everybody wanted to go and we were re- I mean, down to the wire going, is there any way we can make this work? Why, what could, cost could we cut? How could we do this? Could we, is there a way to play an extra show? Is there any, you know, anything we could do to go? We just couldn't make it work. But I turned down a trip to Australia because I couldn't make money doing it. That's just so weird. It's crazy. And like I just said, people are out there hurting. You might be listening here hurting right now. I see tons of people all the time dropping out of every land because they're like, hey, finances are tough right now. And I can't. And I'm like, Ooh. I understand. I get it. I'm not mad at anybody. Like, you know, if you got money, please stay. But if you don't, I understand. I do understand. And I mean, maybe that's a, you know, what what does that look like next year and the year before? I mean, the year after and the year after that who knows. Um, But the way I've been making ends meet and I'll let you all know too is so, you know, it was definitely um, a tough thing when I got divorced because I went down to one income and no, nothing was cheaper. It's not like my bills got cheaper. Everything stayed exactly the same. And in fact, some things, you know, even went up because now, you know, when the kids are at my house, I'm paying for all the food. When the kids are at my house, I'm paying for everything, you know. And so I try to make sure I turn down the lights. I try to make sure I'm party hard and live live not not party hard. That's not what I'm to say. I'm losing my mind. I try to not party as hard, not spend that much money, not go out and do stuff. But I mean you gotta do something. You can't just live your life in your house. And my girlfriend lives about two and a half hours away, so I have to go visit her. Sometimes she has to visit me. But you wanna go out on dates every once in a while and do some fun stuff. So, um, but I'm living pretty cheap. But I am doing the shipping and getting all uh, so I do shipping for Emery. I'm doing shipping for King's Kaleidoscope. I'm doing shipping for this company um called Bahala, which is a plug-in uh for like guitars and uh music, uh music plugins. Um and then hopefully I'll get a few more bands eventually and do some shipping for them. Um so my house basement and attic and garage are filled with uh all this merchandise. So it's kinda cool. I don't mind doing it. I actually really enjoy it. So that's a way I'm making some money is is getting off the ground and I'm learning how to navigate it all and do a good job. So, you know, as you know, I've gotten stuff late or hasn't been shipped well or something like that. And I'm learning, I apologize for that. Um, making some improvements with some vinyl shipping stuff and doing some stuff, but that's going pretty good. And then Emory and then, um, yeah, and then this podcast, you know, you guys, Emory Land, I guess I should say, helps. So all that's pretty good. So I am making it. Not hurting too bad financially uh, it's tight i'm not making i don't have any savings really you know my savings and i'm not i'm not adding to that savings right now it's just trying to float and grow and not uh miss on any bills or anything like that that's when it sucks is you're like uh, i'm worried because like december is always the highest electricity bill like it's for whatever reason it's always the highest here in illinois and um and i got i know that's coming in december and i'm like oh man i'm gonna have this like three or four hundred dollar electric bill and some and of you have talked before where you it's like five hundred dollars six hundred dollars i'm like, I don't know how you do it, that when I see those bills, I just want to pass out. It, it just levels me to the ground. But um, overall, just trying to give you guys an update since my divorce, because I know it, it's tough because I felt like with Bad Christian, we always talk about transparency. And then when it came to my own life, the thing I realized, and this is where I was ignorant to other people, and I, you know, I probably owe the world an apology. How much can I say about Joey? How much can I say about my ex? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to, their life isn't the podcast anymore joey's was but then it wasn't uh by his choice and so i can't just reveal a bunch of stuff and some of the stuff he asked us not to kind of a, made us sign an nda um so there i think eventually we'll talk a little bit more about it but there's some things we can't get into because they just didn't want us to and we'll just respect that um and then with my ex what I, I just i you know that's my the kid my kid's mom and i always want to speak as highly of her as i can because that's their mom and she is a good lady and so I don't want to get into details too much because I think that'd be unfair and wrong. I, and so that's what I realized a lot is, I mean, I'd love to say more about my divorce and the divorce with Joey. Cause there's the two worst, two of the worst things in my entire life. I mean, just two of the worst things in my entire life has ever happened. Darkest time of my life was probably this time last year. This time last year was just so low. Like my ex had moved out and uh, I just thought I've really fucked up my life. I thought, you know, cause I, you know, I'd let True Man and, and been in front of men and talk to the men about their marriages and help men walk through them. And I just, you know, so I, and I just felt like such a loser and I was embarrassed and I just felt like I was a fraud. How could, you know, who the hell was I to talk to anybody about stuff in my own marriage ended up falling apart? And I didn't think it would. When I was leading True Man, I didn't, I didn't think it would. And I had really good times in my marriage. I mean, it was great, but it was a really low point and I was lonely, most lonely, because, like, you know, once we started, um, the kids started going to her house, you know, for a week and then they come back to my house for a week that, that week I was just in my house alone just and it was just quiet and I was like oh gosh what do I do do I go to a bar do I go to Applebee's and sit at the bar for an hour so I could not be lonely in my house and that felt awful and I, you know and so but it started working out and I'm in a way better place mentally emotionally like when I got the tax news today I didn't freak out my, my stomach dropped but I used to I think I would handle it way worse and today I was like this is what it is and it'll work itself so it So that's good. Another way I've been making money is I've been substitute teaching. I think I told you all that. It doesn't make a ton of money, but it's kind of cool. I make a little extra, which is really nice. I kind of recommend it to anybody. Anybody out there struggling to make some money, they need teachers so bad. So bad. And you can get a substitute teaching job every single day. And here it pays. I mean, it's it's not unreal money. It's like $180 a day. But it's pretty good. I mean, if you need money, you know, I mean, you do that five times a week, it's pretty good. I know it's not like you're not going to get rich, but uh, it, is been, it has been helpful to me, and I do enjoy some of it. So I'll give you one of the stories. So it's really weird. One of the schools I go to, um, I taught help for a few days, and uh, the kids just love me. Like when I walk in, they go Mister M, and they all applaud. Like I got a standing ovation. And the kids cheered. I was like, what in the world? and all I did was I talked about what our memory is, and I talked about uh, our heart, uh, our heart rate, and how you check your heart rate. Um, how you do that with the clock and the time, you know, uh, was the other one I talked on. One was on setting goals. That was kind of boring. That wasn't me. That was the school. One. But, um, so that's been kind of fun. So I want to tell you the story. I don't, I, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. So I hope not because you're going to hear it again. Um, but the, so I was in class of the day. I was talking about our memories and I talk about, uh, long-term memories and short-term memories. And then I talk about the uh, subcategories of, um, motor skill memory, uh, factual memory and emotional memory. And so, like emotional memory, so motor skill is just, I have, I actually, I talked about, you know, you remember how to walk, you remember how to move, your motor skills, you're using a skill and you've done it enough to where it just kind of comes natural to you. We talked about that. And then I think I ended up playing a game of like Simon Says. So they had to remember that I say Simon and they had to remember how to move their arms up or down or what you know, so it's kind of like a little bit of a memory game that's fun. It gets a little active. Um, and then for factual memory, we play trivia and they love it. I put them in two teams and, and they, it's just, I love it. It's so fun playing trivia with like a fourth grade class. Because, you know, you're, you're asking this question like, who was the second president of the United States? They go, is it? And they'll say, Thomas Jefferson. Like, oh, my gosh, that's so close, you know. And, uh, but, but wrong. And then the other team, you can steal. And they just love it. But the emotional memories. I have them say, you know, an emotional memory, you have an attachment, like an emotional memory of a family member. Or what about, like, your favorite day ever? Uh, you know, you, you remember that emotionally it was so fun or you had such a good time or you felt so much love, what it was like, you probably can remember, remember it immediately. And they go, yeah, and they all would raise their hand and talk. And it's usually like, the, if they usually choose the funnest day of their life. And it's always like a, a trip they took with their family, Disney World, for example, or uh, the day that their soccer team, they scored a goal for the soccer team won the game or um, going to a theme park. It's usually stuff like that. And then I say, okay, so you have a good emotional memory now. What about a negative one? Like, you can also remember, the worst day of your life really quickly. And I try to explain that that's because one of the you oftentimes can remember the negative, you, you remember negativity more than the positive memories because you it's attached to fear or anxiety or worry. And those things are meant to help you stay alive. But in this day and age, you know, they just cause you some pain. And so you can remember these things more strongly. And usually those are like my brother hit me in the head with a ball or, um, you know, my grandpa died. Those are sad. Um, or I broke my arm. You know, some of them, you know, you're like, whoa, that, that was kind of crummy. Some of them are just, I hate school, you know, like that. So this one day, I'm there. It's kind of the normal stuff we're going through, and then um, this one girl goes. Um, she says, uh, "The worst day of my life was when my brother was in the courtroom with all these white people, and they falsely accused him, and he went to jail, and all the white people were against him." And I was like, "I said, I was like, I'm so sorry." I said and that's her recollection of. And I have no idea why he was in court. I have no idea what he did. I didn't understand it at all. Uh, I didn't delve deep into it because I didn't want to get into details. That's her understanding of her brother being wrongly imprisoned, you know, and she saw it as, as race. Like it was white people against uh, her, her black brother. Um, I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And I, you know, I don't need to explain or delve deeper. I just was like, I'm really sorry that happened. I bet that was hard for you. And and it it was a good, you know, but I was like, well, that's an interesting take for a fourth grader, how she witnessed that. I mean, and lived through it. Then the next one was, uh, this this child, I'm not going to say if it's a boy or a girl. Like maybe it doesn't matter. I guess it's a boy, it doesn't matter. Um, he goes, worst day of my life was when I was in the car with my dad and we were in a high-speed chase from the cops. So I was like, and it got so, and he's talking to it, the whole class and he's just telling the story. This is a fourth grader. And he goes, yeah, it was so crazy. He says, you know those things that they throw out and it pops your tires? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, they did that. And I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, yeah, and our car flipped like three times and I was in it. He said, I got hurt and my dad still has a scar across his eye to this day. I was like, whoa! But this is not, I was like, oh my, and these kids have lived through so much. I mean, they were just telling me about going to like Disney World and now I'm hearing these stories of, you know, what they think of as wrongful imprisonment and the police in a high-speed chase chasing you and you're in that car with your dad. Your dad is trying to escape. I was like, whoa, to have that memory. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, it seemed like, such a like a jovial happy kid but i'm sure there might be some trauma associated with that and definitely on some level memories of that for the rest of his life obviously then the next kid goes yeah um i was worst day of my life is when i was woken up and my grandma and i barely got out of my house that was on fire and i was like what like he would have died if his grandma didn't happen to wake up and save them and he would have been dead and i was like oh my gosh this is insane these fourth graders have lived through like more than me i'm here complaining about my taxes or whatever you know they've lived through all this and I was like, I said, and I'm so sorry for you guys. And I said, and then uh, this little girl, she raised her hand next. So I was like, please, God, don't let it be anything. So I don't know if I can take anything where she goes. Um, the time I was sick and in, in bed two days. That's <laughs> why so I love kids so much. No fear of saying something way less traumatic. <laughs> like it's just a couple of bad days where she, you know, she had a fever of a hundred. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> After she just heard it, I speak, I split a slipknot kids just you know they're gonna tell their story i mean they're going to tell their story it doesn't matter what was just said you're gonna to listen to them you're gonna hear what they gotta say because i mean you just got to You just got to so um anyway and then uh okay a couple other things i want to talk about uh one i today i gave some money to somebody and uh which is funny because i'm really glad because i gave it before i found out about my taxes and i'm wondering if i wouldn't have i was wondering like because i have money to pay for my taxes but i wonder if that bill that made me go, uh, I better tighten up, I wonder. So I'm really glad honestly thankful to God that I found out that somebody needed money before. And I didn't give them that much, $25, not a lot. I'm no hero here. But I don't really know this person, but kind of know them a little bit. And they seem like good people that are in a bad spot. And I was like, uh, I'm just gonna you know, give $25 and just that'll help get them down the road maybe a little bit, a little bit helps, I don't know. And uh, And that's what I was thinking about. Once again, a little bit later I saw somebody else that needed some money. I was like, oh no. And do I give to them and and, and what is that? And I, I started realizing we we're all in this together and everybody's feeling this. Everybody's feeling this real little bit of scariness. I mean, everybody's okay, it seems like. And it seems like people are spending money on, you know, thousand dollar Taylor Swift tickets. But it feels underneath that the floor is flimsy and there's this collective kind of a little bit of worry. But I was so glad today to get the opportunity to just give. Like, I haven't done that in a while. I really haven't. Like, I mean, to my kids, maybe, you know, but that's my kids. I can give them anything if I can. Um, to give it to somebody that, like I said, I don't really know. I was really happy about that opportunity because um, I wasn't at the time. I was like, do I need to do this. What do I have to do? And they were like, I had to add my card to the cash app. I was like, this is too hard. I was going to give it. I was like, no, just don't. Just do it. And I know it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was this little bit of giving really made me happier today. I was starving. My was growling. I uh, wanted to not even do this i want to go take a nap i want to go drink a diet coke instead because i can i can have i can drink on my fast days i just can't eat but um it was such a good reminder to me that giving helps me not allow my money or my possessions or my time on me and i think i've been doing that a little bit too much lately i think i've been letting my money and the uh, on me more than i own it because i'm like well you're a single dad now and you gotta make the, you know you got and, and i do i have to be responsible but that doesn't mean don't give And so I think after today, I thought, I need to set aside money to give away. That's not for me because it's not mine anyway. You know what I mean? Like the the money isn't really mine. It's just what I get to sustain my life. um, And I need to start doing that. I need to start giving more because I feel like everybody feels that floor kind of being weak and shaky. And we all don't give as much and we go, wait, maybe I'll just spend this money on this because I got to buy presents for my kids for their birthdays and for Christmas. I got to pay my bills. I got to. You know, make sure I can go out to eat dinner with my girlfriend. I got to make sure I'm handling my life first. And today was kind of nice because I wonder if I, if I would have gotten that tax bill before, would I have given that money? I think the answer might be no. I think I would have said, oh, I don't have money. But I do. I do. I've been really blessed. I've been blessed as, about as much as anybody ever. And so I really, and I hope you all remind me of this and hold me to it. I want to be a giver. And I want to give as much as I can. That's, it won't be a lot. I want to give a little bit more because I want to know that the money isn't as important as Pete or relationships or friendships or whatever that might be. Are y'all still listening? I don't know. Devin and Matt don't even know I'm doing this. This is kind of a gift to them because now they don't have to stay up late. And that's part of the thing here. We we're going to not be able to go to bed till about 11 or 12 o'clock on and not eat. Now I get to wake up in the morning. And I probably, You know what really sucks? I won't be hungry. I'm going to wake up and have my coffee in the morning. I will not be hungry. I will not be hungry, not be hungry at all. All right, what else do I, okay, here's what I wrote down, Texas, divorce, dating. I didn't really talk about dating uh, that much, but my girlfriend's awesome. Uh, just so much like me, you can't believe it. Uh, if you ever meet her, you'll like her more than me. She says she's an introvert, but she's more social. So she's like, I don't know, it's weird. Like you would think I'm a really social person, but sometimes in big groups these days, I get a little exhausted from it and I hide back. And I think too, part of it is being an Emory. A lot of times people, I would just feel like, they want to talk about Emory or give me an end because I'm in Emory as opposed to us just talking and shooting the shit. Um, so if you ever, if you haven't met me and we do meet in person, let's just talk about whatever. I am glad you're an Emory fan. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know, but let's talk about anything you want to talk about outside of, and don't give me a break for just being Toby from Emory. Um, and I might be making that up, some of that in my head and grandizing myself, aggrandizing myself, how do you say that word? Um, making myself bigger than I think I am. But, um, you know, I'm fine talking about records and stuff that has mattered to you. That Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'd like to hear about you and where you live and what your taxes are like. And, you know, do you, you know, I'm awful your children and unappreciative and what it's like to live where you live. I love hearing those stories. But dating has been interesting because um, I was really worried after I got divorced. Oh, my gosh, somebody's, you know, gonna, I got to go be around somebody. What happens when I go to throw them around them? what happens if my breath stinks? Do I always have to dress up and look good? Um, are they going to see my flaws and not like me? And then I, I, date somebody for a day and break up or, you know, two weeks or a month and then we break up. And what's it going to be like to have to listen to somebody else's stories? And what will they be like their history? And I was like, am I going to be, be able to be interested? Am I too broken from the last one to love again? What is all that like? I'm here to say it's been great. I, I think I got blessed, really lucky. And it's funny because my girlfriend's agnostic. Um, uh, And uh, I think she's a blessing. (laughs) Like, this came into my life at, like, probably the darkest, loneliest time of my life. And just, at first she thought I was trying to not date her because I kept saying over and over, we're just such good friends. I just love our friendship. Our friendship means the most to me. And she thought I just was trying to say, like, we're only friends. But it wasn't true. Like, we just have such a good friendship. It's just fun. Like, we just go on walks and talk. and, And I just best friends she is my best friend and it's crazy like we just and we fight and she's got a little fire to her and i even like that and of course we you know fight like silly stuff like about is the world a simulation or not or who's hanging up first or <laughs> but it's going good and i feel in a good spot so i was going to give you an update on that as well um day is good it's crazy i never thought i would ever go on a date again and here i am the new person and it's been really fun and my kids really like her um she's been a blast to hang out with and Uh, We both have terrible ADHD, and so we really understand each other, like really understand each other. Like I always thought my ADHD, like I was lazy or a loser or whatever. And now because of her, I'm realizing, wait a minute, I have to plan because my brain is a certain way. And if I can just realize my brain is a certain way, I can navigate it. And maybe it can be a superpower, but left unattended, my brain looks sloppy and bad, forgetful, uh, spacey, spazzy, weird. But if I can get a hold of it, like I'll, I'll give you an example. I realized my ADHD the other day. And you probably have it too. Maybe everybody does. Um, I had to move the trampoline in the backyard because I needed to cut the grass under it. So I go over to the building to get my back building to um, get my lawnmower. But then right as I get to the building, I go, oh, I should take the stakes out of the bottom of the, bu- the trampoline so I can move it, the stakes on the leg so it holds it down in case of wind, so the wind will blow it away. So then I head back to the trampoline, I'm like, and then I'm in the middle of the yard, I stop. Like, wait, I go, wait, why don't I just get the, grass, the lawnmower and take it back over there? So now I'm headed back to get the lawnmower, and then I'm like, huh, yeah, but... And so I'm back and forth and cannot... That's the problem with me as far as ADHD is concerned. I can't prioritize, so I don't know which way to choose, where I feel like oftentimes other people go, oh, this is what I got to go do. I'm going to do this first, at least get this done. I'm going back and forth between three different... Things two, two or three different things, trying to figure out which one I should do first instead of just doing one. And I, and it sounds like oh, just do it, but I can't. It's just you know it's the same thing as telling somebody oh, well, just don't be depressed. I just I, I, you know I would love to just be able to prioritize. I'd love to go I'm going to get this this and this done on this list, but it's very hard. And so it's something that trips me up and gets me. But it's been really a revelation when my girlfriend is the brain is the same way. So like putting laundry away or doing you know projects around the house or whatever it might be. I realize, okay, I have somebody that understands that I'm not trying to get out of this, or I'm being lazy or stupid. I'm really trying to process it. I'm thinking about a lot, but it just doesn't come easily. Easily. Well, I've been talking a long time here, guys, and uh, I did it, and I don't know if you listened or like this or not. I need to do one of my kids again. I used to do the, uh, my kids and allow them to say some cuss words and, and tell some of their stories, so it might be good to have them on here. Maybe they would talk about the divorce and how they feel and open up, or might just tell jokes or do something crazy, but um, maybe I'll do that in the future, but Uh, I'm getting ready to do the main episode, and that's going to be awesome. And I'm excited that you listened through this and enjoyed, I hope, this part. Do it. Eat shit. No, no. I was trying to end funny, but that wasn't funny. How about this? I love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support and friendship. Thank you for all the messages I got when I got divorced. Uh, There were some bad ones, and you guys were there for me. Uh, A lot of you. And I know all of you had thoughts and prayers, everything. So, uh, I mean, I, I do love you guys, like, because... You are a real support system uh, that I never thought I would have, especially at 47. So thank you. Part head headed on to the main one.